joy and peace to all the people of the earth. Let's receive the word of God with Reverend Kiluba. Kiluba, may God bless you. Dear online listeners and dear listeners who are following us on your local radios from the English-speaking and French-speaking nations, I'd love to say good day to the earth. They won't be a good day to the earth. They won't be. The true good day to the earth is the Holy Spirit. Good day to the earth. That is why the church sings the great day has finally come. God comes to all the earth. Behold, all things are new. Let's glorify the Lamb. We will receive all the things the Lord promised to us. The Holy Ghost is here. I say good day to the English-speaking people. Good day to the French-speaking people. Good day to the earth. There is no good day without the Holy Spirit. The best that the earth has is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Do you want you want to have the best? You want to give the best? Receive the Holy Spirit. This is why Jesus had the best and he gave the best. The Holy Spirit gave to man the best of the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But the earth was without shape and empty. And darkness filled the deep. And the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters. No matter the chaotic times of the earth, the earth was going to receive my greeting. Good day to the earth by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was going to make the earth best. Jesus said it in John chapter 3 to Nicodemus. The wind blows where it wants. You don't know where it's coming from or where it's going. Thus is the work of the Spirit that was going to make Nicodemus best. There is no place for what is mediocre in heaven. Nothing that is defiled will enter heaven. Heaven is the universe of the best. The best produced by the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, if you are not born again, you cannot enter the kingdom. Our love to prepare you to enter in the best of the best, that is heaven. The one who prepares the best for the best is the Holy Spirit. This is why I greeted you. Good day, the earth, by the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit knows how to make things best. Everything that the world is today is because of the Holy Spirit that was hovering over the world. I would love that your ministry, your church, your future, your association should become best by the Holy Spirit. God trusts Mr. the Holy Spirit and Jesus trusts the Holy Spirit. What Jesus is today in the history of mankind is thanks to the Holy Spirit, thanks to the dove that his father deployed on him. Receive this earth. Receive it. And you will become best. You will become best by the best, the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit 
the Spirit of the Lord created me. I'd love that you should not neglect the Holy Spirit. It is the best of things that God gives to give you the best and make you best. Make you better, better. You will become best by the Holy Spirit. Do not forget that King Saul, who was mediocre, became best. When they poured on him the bottle of oil, you will be changed into another man. You will become best among the best. If yesterday you were not best and you were part of the church, listen to us. Just as Samuel stopped Saul to listen to the word of God. And at the end of it, he pulled the Holy Spirit on him to make him best, best. And for him to seek the best for Israel, the best clothes, the best. This was the lamenting song of David over Saul and Jonathan. O daughters of Israel, weep over Saul. Weep over Jonathan, who clothed you in scarlet with luxury. Hallelujah and hallelujah. It's because they were with the Holy Spirit. We need brothers and sisters who clothe the best. Beautiful clothing. Jesus said it. If God clothes the lady of the valley, which only has a temporal life, won't he clothe you, you of little faith with the best? If he clothes the lily of the valley more than Solomon, the Spirit of the Lord, that the man of God, Samuel Paul and Saul, was producing the best and was clothing the daughters of Israel with the best, with scarlet, with luxury, magnificently, magnificently. The Bible says, who clothed you magnificently. Hallelujah and hallelujah. We need pastors who are filled with the Holy Spirit to clothe the people of God with the best and not with mediocre things. Such was Saul and Jonathan. They were not born this way. They became like this by the bottle of oil, the Holy Spirit. I'd love that the church should be filled with pastors and evangelists as you listen to us today. Would love the Holy Spirit that the Lord should pour His Spirit on you wherever that you are. The Spirit of God will come down in all places. Let Him come down. And He's going to come down. As for Jesus, when He was being baptized by John the Baptist, He lifted His eyes to the address of the Holy Spirit, which is heaven. Heaven. The heavens is the address of the Holy Spirit, and the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form of a dove and rested slowly on Jesus, and Jesus became the best. Hallelujah. No man ever spoke like this man. Never. Never. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, receive this. You will become the best of speakers by the Holy Spirit. This is why I greeted you in the name of the Holy Spirit. I say to you, good day. By the Holy Spirit, there is nothing out there that can truly say good day or give you good days. There is only the Holy Spirit or else you are going to have bad days because there is the spirit of the devil that creates bad days but the spirit of God creates good days 
It is the Apostle Paul says it in Ephesians 6, 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. I would love to say to the earth, without the Holy Spirit, you are going to have bad days on earth. But with the Holy Spirit, you are going to have good days. This is why I greeted you. I say to you, good day. For the English-speaking people, good morning. For the French-speaking people, bonjour. For I know in greeting you in this manner, you are receiving the Spirit of God. For without the Holy Spirit, there won't be good days on earth. And with the Holy Spirit, you are going to have a glorious journey, phenomenon and sweet and best. This was the life of Jesus since the Holy Spirit came upon him at the address of John the Baptist. The dove was on him. I'm thinking about this man. I love the word of scripture that was revealed to us, the one who went to the very high throne after having a vision of the one who was seated on the throne whose whom the helm of his robe filled the temple and the seraphim stood above him and they said, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And this one was purified to speak the words that I'm going to speak to you today. God revealed to him about the dove before the dove could come down on the Messiah. I love a song that is sung in the church about Messiah, Messiah, be praised Messiah. Before the dove could come on Jesus, it was foretold by the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 11, 1, 2, 3. That is why I greeted you in the name of the Spirit of the Lord. I say good day in his name. Do you know when Jesus was resurrected, Jesus greeted the apostles saying, Shalom. And what did he do then? He breathed on them and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. He says, As the Father sent me in the world, I also send you in the world with the best in order to make the earth best. Receive the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has sent me. Jesus was sent in the world with the Holy Spirit to make the world best. And our predecessors, the apostles, also received the same grace to make the nations best. In Isaiah 11, 1, verse 1 to 3, the Spirit of the Lord before he, he was on Jesus, it was foretold that he was going to come on him. And you, the people of the last days of the church, Joel also said it. Here it's Isaiah in, it's in Isaiah 11, Isaiah saying it, but Joel also said it. In the last days, says the Lord, I will pour of my spirit on all flesh, yellow, red, black, and white, on all flesh. I will pour of my spirit. They believed him and they saw. Believe too, you will see what Joah foretold from heaven. It is the time of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
This is why I greeted you. Good day in the name of the Spirit of the Lord. And I say to you, there won't be good days without the Spirit of the Lord. And Jesus himself said it. The scriptures speak about me. Isaiah 11 verse 1 to 3. They shall come forth a road from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Spirit of wisdom and understanding. Spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Verse 3. His delight is the fear of the Lord. He will breathe the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Receive fresh air. You are breathing bad air. He was going to breathe the fear of the Lord. Before this could be, it was foretold. The Spirit of the Lord was going to rest on him. Hallelujah and hallelujah. In order to do what? In order to do what? My message today is entitled Restoration of the Fear of God by the Spirit of God. Mm. Hallelujah. If Jesus breathed the fear of God, it was by the Spirit of the Lord. They won't be, they won't be the fear of God which is beneficial to the earth. They won't be, they won't be, they won't be without the Holy Spirit. Restoration of the fear of God by the Spirit of God. I'd love that there should be an outpouring of the fear of God. Fear God. This is the message that must be announced, that was announced by the angel in Revelation 14, 6 to 7. Fear God. This is the eternal gospel. The eternal gospel is a fear God. Even when you will be in heaven, this gospel will not be it will not stop it will never be stopped restoration of the fear of god by the spirit of god revelation 14 verse 6 to verse 7 then i saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven in the center having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth. He is the eternal gospel to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people saying this is the eternal gospel for you. What was it saying? Saying with a loud voice, fear God. Hallelujah. Fear God. This is the eternal gospel. Heaven will breathe the everlasting or the eternal gospel, which is the fear of God. This is the message that is sent to all the nations, people, tongues, tribes, no matter the place where you are. Here is the eternal gospel for you. Fear God. Fear God. Fear God the gospel and they won't be the fear of God without the spirit of the Lord they won't be 
Verse 7, he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, for the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Fear, fear, this is the eternal gospel. The fear of the Lord will live forever. But God wants this to be a reality in the earth because the angel who was supposed to giving this message was giving it to the earth. Let it be the continent of Africa. Africa, Africa, fear God. Let it be Asia. Asia, fear God. Let it be Europe, Europe, fear God. Let it be America, America, fear God. Let it be the islands, the islands, fear God. It is the gospel. Fear God. Jesus had already spoken about this in his messages in one way and another. He said, do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Fear God. They won't be. I would love that we should restore the fear of God by the Spirit of God on the earth. I love the greeting of Ebenezer. Peace and grace to all the people of the earth in his introduction of our teaching that I greeted you today. Good day to the earth by the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the fear of the Lord. Why? Why did the Spirit of God come on the head of Jesus? It was for the restoration of the fear of God on the earth. I have said it to you, they won't be. I repeat it and I will not cease to repeat it. They won't be the fear of God on the earth without the Spirit of God. They won't be. When Jesus received the Spirit of God, according to the prophecy, of his ancestor Isaiah, it was for the mission of the restoration of the fear of the fear of God. This is what the gospel is about. This is the good news. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good news. What was this good news? Fear God, fear God, and everything else will follow. Deliverance, healing, the year of the Lord's favor will follow. Earth, fear God. Jesus was anointed to restore the fear of God. I'll read with you still in Isaiah. In Isaiah 11, he speaks about the spirit that was going to rest on Jesus. And it happened. But now I'll read Isaiah 59, 19. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. He will make him to flee. The Spirit of the Lord that was going to rest on Jesus was going to put to flight the enemy. Who is the enemy? It is Satan. Who is Satan? The one who doesn't fear God. There is only the Spirit of God who can make to flee the one who doesn't fear Him. If the Spirit of God 
cast out of heaven the one who doesn't fear him and those that he had subjected to insulting God. If he cast him out of heaven, he gave the mandate to Jesus. See, my son, I have chased him out of heaven. Now let's go and pursue him in the earth. I give you my spirit by which I cast out this this man was insulting when the enemy shall come as a flood the spirit of the Lord will put him to flight the dove had one goal to put to flight the source of this satanic spirit that doesn't fear God he insults God in his face I'll read Revelation chapter 12 Verse 3. Behold, another sign appeared in the heaven. Behold, a great fury, red dragon, angry, angry against who? Against God, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his heads. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. Follow me well. The mission of Jesus was to read the earth of the one who doesn't fear God. Not only doesn't fear God, he inspires the lack of the fear of God. He inspires the lack of the fear of God. Listen to me, people of the earth. If one third of the angels of heaven receive the inspiration of this man, he's also able to do it to the earth. It is not me who says it, it is the Bible, Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. So the great dragon was cut out, cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world. No matter where you are, he will inspire to you what he inspired to one third of the angels. This is terrible. Therefore, the mandate of Jesus was to cast out the one who inspires the fear, the lack of the fear of God. He has a bizarre mentality. When you read Revelation chapter 13, 1 to 6, then I stood, then I, then I stood on the sign of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns. And on his head, a blasphemous name. He produces a being who is going to insult God. Now the beast which I saw, saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear. And his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. It was a hatred to insult God. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded. And his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. And he was given. And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. He was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God. He to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in the heaven. He is a disrespectful being. 
He insults God, insults his name, insults his tabernacle, insults those who dwell in heaven. For him, all who are with God must be insulted. No, no, no. And this is the dragon. He doesn't fear God. And he knows how to inspire the love of the fear of God to the inhabitants of the earth. And Jesus came in order to put to flight this spirit so that the name of the Lord should be feared from the west to the rising sun. The nations of the third world must fear God. Developed nations must fear God. It is a common message to all the earth. Fear God. And we see that the atmosphere in heaven was awkward because he, he had infiltrated heaven and had inspired insults against God. It was a first in, in history when the heavens was polluted by elements who don't fear God in his own heavens. Imagine he was insulting God in his heavens. This is terrible. And Satan wants to mobilize the earth in the lack of the fear of God. But there was an angel in Revelation 14 who to the contrary is calling the earth to fear God. If in Revelation 12 we see the insult and the anger of the dragon, in Revelation 13 we see the creation of a beast who insults God. In chapter 14 we see another work that begins. Fear God. Fear God. The heavens experienced a difficult moment where the atmosphere was terrible. I'm not telling you things which I don't know. The Lord showed me favor. About 35 years ago, I was sleeping, and in my nightly vision, I saw him. And even as I speak, the dragon knows I saw him. I saw the old serpent insulting God in a bad manner and in my vision I exclaimed how could a creature insult their creator to this level I was outraged and the voice said to him curse him and I repeated what the voice said to me and I said I curse you in the name of the spirit of the Lord he was angry and he began to flee and I, I was shouting I shouted, I curse you in the name of the Lord. And he was stopped and crushed. Why? Because the cross crushes the head of the serpent. Hallelujah and hallelujah. I'll come back to this. John was right to say, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jesus, he knew that he was going to crush the enemy. Hallelujah. He was going to crush him. And this I will never forget. All the visions that I've had from many years, I've never forgotten them. They are right before me. And I believe in my visions because I see them in the scripture. There is on the earth this serpent that seduces the whole earth as we read it in Revelation 12. He seduced the heavens and managed to take one third of the angels with him and he laid them into the spirit of the lack of fear of the Lord but the two thirds remained with God and the spirit of the Lord evacuated him out of heaven when the enemy will come as a flood the spirit of the Lord will put him to flight and this spirit came on Jesus of Nazareth in order to cast out 
When the heavens opened in response to the prayer of Jesus, when he prayed, the Spirit of the Lord came on him, the Spirit of the fear of the Lord, and it led him to go and cast out. You have received the Holy Spirit to do what? To cast out. I want to go quickly. The Bible says what? The Bible says what? When Jesus received the Holy Spirit upon him, he was sent in the purpose for the reception of the Holy Spirit. Many people receive the Holy Spirit, but they waste the purpose for which they receive the Holy Spirit. Look for one. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. To do what? To cast out. See it in Matthew 4. He receives again. Hallelujah. Matthew 4 verse 1. Then Jesus was laid up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. What was the end of his mission in the desert? It was to cast out the spirit of Satan. Now verse 10 to verse 11 of Matthew 4. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. But in Luke chapter 4, verse 13, Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. The game was not yet over. This was just a first leg. This was just the first leg. But Jesus was supposed to wait for the second leg so that the word of John should be fulfilled who said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The desert was just a first leg. The second leg was waiting for him at Golgotha. There he was going to crush. He will bruise your heel. You will crush his head by the Spirit of the Lord that was on him. He, he, he was sent. Today, I am concerned about the Pentecostals who have received the Holy Spirit to just speak anything. They even speak fake tongues. I believe in the work of the Holy Spirit and in true tongues. But we see in some Pentecostals, there's fake tongues. There's the same dialect. Many of them repeat the same words over and over that they have made. There's always something that is sharp and there's a bar. This is terrible. I know that they are authentic tongues. I know they are true men and women of God in the body of Christ who have true tongues. But there's also some of it that is not true. But you have received the Holy Spirit in order to cast out, cast out. The first mission of the Holy Spirit is to cast out the enemy. When Jesus received the Holy Spirit, he began to chase away the enemy. When the enemy shall come as a flood, my spirit will put him to flight. What are you doing with the Holy Spirit? I am thinking about it. What are you doing with the Holy Spirit? But Jesus made the most of the Holy Spirit that was upon him by chasing Satan so that the earth may fear God. And this is extraordinary. But I read with you in Luke 
that Satan left him until an opportune time. Let's hurry with time. I want to say to you that Jesus, the cross, he chased Satan by the spirit of the cross. Remember that even though he was at the cross, he was still anointed. His anointed did not leave him. God was with him even at the cross in order to chase away Satan. But I want to say to you that the spirit that drove one third of angels out of heaven into rebellion, this spirit is on the earth. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. And you he made alive who were dead in, in your trespasses. You were dead in your blasphemies. You were dead. Those of the city of Ephesus, you were dead. They were dead because of insults. And where did these insults of Ephesus come? You were dead in your trespasses and sin. Verse 2, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. The train is there. The train is there. The same train, the head of that train that drove one third of angels out of heaven. But here we can see that he's able to also drive the world. The spirit, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. If you follow in Revelation 12, the Bible says the, the, the tower of this dragon was driving out of heaven one third of these angels. We can clearly see the same in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. There was a train here that was driving people out of the fear of God. Come down of the come out of this train by the cross of Jesus. And Jesus came in order to make you to step out of this train. The cross of Jesus was a cross that crushed this train and there was a derailment of this train. Let's create or provoke the derailment of this train in the nations and let us embark the people on the Spirit of the Lord. It is a train that does not insult God, but the Spirit of God is a train that proclaims and celebrates the wonders of God. On the day of Pentecost, they heard them speaking the wonders of God in other tongues. The Bible says no one can say that Jesus be cursed by the Holy Spirit. No one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. We cannot bless Jesus without the Holy Spirit. We cannot bless without the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you one more thing. You know yourselves, it is in your interest. I greeted you. Good day in the name of the Spirit of the Lord. It is the Spirit of the Lord that reads the earth of the Spirit of the lack of the fear of God. You know yourselves that this Spirit roams the whole earth and He wanted to excite Job against God. The Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job and that there's none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Satan, Satan says, I will excite him against, against, against you. But Job remained upright. He didn't insult his creator under the inspiration or by the inspiration of the one who roams the earth. 
Satan wanted to erase the fear of God in Job. But you know later what Job received because of the fear of God that he had. I want to focus on the fear of God in Abraham. What was the big trial of Abraham with regards to the fear of God? God asked him, give me the son you love most. And later on, because of his fear of God, he was blessed. If you don't fear God and you have the spirit of the one who doesn't fear God, you share in the curse of the one who doesn't fear God, like Adam and Eve. God cursed the serpent, the man, the woman, and the earth. But Abraham, God swore to bless him and in him to bless all the families of the earth. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Let me finish by reading for you Psalms 112. It is going to help you. It is going to help us to leave a posterity that is blessed on the earth. Psalms 112, 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants, hallelujah, will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed, hallelujah. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever, 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 forever. Fear God for yourself and for your posterity. If Abraham left a blessed generation, the, Jew, the Jews are a mighty and blessed posterity. They are, they, are, they, are, they are intelligent and they are wealthy. It is because of the fear of God in Abraham. If this was fulfilled for Abraham and his descendants, it is also true for the church, for Jesus and his bride. Because Jesus feared his father, he breathed the fear of God for himself and for his church. Posterity of Jesus, receive, 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 receive welfare, receive riches, receive power. Because Jesus feared God more than Abraham. Abraham gave the son he loves, but Jesus gave himself to God in the fear of God. Hallelujah and hallelujah to the Lamb. Amen and amen. There shall be showers of blessing. There shall be seasons with Sent from the Savior above, showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy upon us are falling, but for the showers we please. Hallelujah and hallelujah to the Lamb. Amen. following, let us spread faith all around the world through this teaching. And I want to run where the angels have tried.